Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Hello, guys. New series today on friendship. Why are we doing a series on friendship, Rebecca? Because we haven't covered it yet. Yes. And friendship is one of those things that, um, and we're talking adult, female, same-sex friendship specifically. We're not going to go into any, like, Mike Pence rules or anything, like, weird. (laughs) Or (laughs) child friend, kids friendships. Oh, yes, yes. This is, like, our friendships. Yes. Um, And we kind of wanted to talk about it because... Well, you and I have had very different friend journeys, mm-hmm. first of all. Yep. Um, so we'll get into that a little bit. But it's it's something I kind of struggle to manage sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think you do too. And a lot of us, it's like, we're all, I mean, most of you who listen to our podcast are about our age. You Most of you like have families or jobs or big obligations of some sort that yeah. make it hard to make friends and keep them. Yes. And sometimes people move and don't have their old friends. And what do you do and all that? So yeah. we wanted to just kind of like spotlight a series on this. We're going to be talking to um, some people who can give more insight from a different yeah. stage of life than we can. But today we thought we'd just do an intro and sort yeah. of like get Talk into it. Journeys. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Rebecca, tell me about your journey with friendships. <laughs> so I was thinking about this today when we were, talking about doing this. And, um, so I've always, I've always had a lot of friends that don't mean that like, I was so popular. Uh, but I never really like struggled per se with friendships as a kid. Like mm-hmm. just never had a lot of drama and friendships like mm-hmm. a lot of girls do. I mean, I had typical, you know, middle school stuff, but nothing like major. Yeah. Um, and I had really good close friends that, I mean, I grew up in the, the same place that I went elementary school through high school. So mm-hmm. like most of my friends went from elementary school through high school, but I went off to college and my, most of my friends didn't. Um, and so I had to find like all new friends when I went to college because I went to a different town and all of that. And so I made a lot of like really great friends in college, but then David and I got married in college. Um, we moved like eight times in like the first seven years of our marriage or something like that. And so um, I went through a phase where I just didn't make very good deep friendships because mm-hmm. it was just this feeling, well, I'm going to move again. I'm going to move again. Yeah. And, so, and then I, I would make, like, I made good friends in college and then I made a couple of good friends, you know, a few times that we moved, but I never kept up with those friends. Yeah. And I would say that like, that's probably one of my biggest regrets in friendship. Uh-huh. Not that you're going to have the same level of relationship when you move away. If you move across country, things just change. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't have the same level of friendship and it's, it's normal for things to like fall away. But like David does a really good job of keeping up with friends from college, from high school. And like, just not a ton, but like one or two, mm-hmm. you know, good friends. And then like friends with people that he enjoyed hanging out with in grad school. And like, he still keeps up with them. And and until recently, my mentality has always been like, I'm just very compartmentalized. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I don't see them anymore. So we're not friends. I'm not good at keeping up with people. But I feel like that's an area where I've matured a lot um, to see about, to see the sustainability of friendships mm-hmm. and to, um, like, my trajectory with friendships is if it gets hard, I give up. Yeah, I think a lot so, of people are that way. So it's hard to maintain friendships long distance. So I'm like, that's too hard. I take the path of least resistance. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, on the on the other hand, I also, when things get hard emotionally, like my old 
way of doing things. It's like, if this gets too hard, this person gets too dramatic, or we get in a fight, or it takes more to maintain, then it's time to find a new friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of like sticking through and say, it's just like marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Like it gets hard, you stick through it, and on the other side of it, things are so much better. And I'm starting to learn, I would say probably in the last 10 years or 10 to 15 years or so, that like, it's okay for relationships to evolve. It's okay for relationships to go through hard times and push through. I mean, obviously there's toxic friendships that, you know, we can talk about that at a different time, like boundaries and like friendships that just like weigh you down that maybe you do need to be mm-hmm. away with. But there are also normal like life circumstances and cycles that happen in friendships and like pushing through that to like increase depth in those relationships instead of just running when it's hard. Cause that's my MO because mm-hmm. I just would rather not deal with feelings and emotions and hard things. And so I'm like, I'm going to pick the friends that make my life easier mm-hmm. has always been the way I've gone. I've, I'm much, I've matured much more in having depths of friendships and different types of friendships and some that are harder and some that are easier, but seeing, seeing the, um, beauty in all of those and how all of those fit into the puzzle. That's my life. Versus, I just want all the fun, easy friends. <laughs> Does yeah. That because, well, and also yeah. on the flip side of that, when you get to deeper, harder friendships, they also push on you too. Yeah. And for the long time, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to have deep friendships because then that makes me feel things I don't want to feel or talk about things I don't want to talk about or that kind of stuff. I, I always stopped relationships before it got to that level. And um, I think that I have matured more and feel like that I'm thankful for those friendships that push me a little bit. Um, I don't want a lot of them, (laughs) but I need the few of those people in my life that are, that like tell me hard things in an encouraging way and make me talk about things um, and push me to new levels when I didn't used to appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. That is a maturity thing. I think my trajectory has been like the, not the opposite, but I tend to not give up on people and be like loyal to a fault, which is not good. Yeah. Um, So I have most of my good friends I've been friends with for like 20 years plus and have grown up with. So that's like a really, it's an interesting dynamic, especially like as I transitioned into like getting married and having kids and, you know, the role shifts in your life with like those friendships are not the same as they were. Cause yeah. we went from being like, I didn't get, I got married when I was like, I think I was 28. Yeah. Um, so I had those, like when you were married in your twenties, I had like the, what a lot of women do, which is like, you find your friends and that kind of like becomes like your, your family. Yeah. And then transitioning out of that into like, yeah. well, now this That's was hard. supposed to be my family. And like, what do I, like, we all still love each other and want to be there, but like, we're having to learn boundaries of, you know, respecting that you're, not available all the time emotionally or things like that. So it just, that's been probably one of the hardest things for me um, because, and it's not because my friends have made me feel that way. I think it's because I just have this, like, I feel like I need to be everything to everybody all the time. And so I'm pretty hard on myself when I'm not like a good friend. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think um, kind of staying too long and being too loyal and not recognizing boundaries has been one of those things like I've definitely had those friendships too where it feels like like when it gets hard I kind of lean in more because and I think that's my personality too like I'm a four on the Enneagram I kind of am drawn to I wouldn't say I'm drawn to like drama that sounds really bad but I'm drawn to like what's the word I'm looking for 
like I don't take the path of least resistance. Yeah, yeah, I'm drawn yeah. to depth, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which in some way, so you you crave authenticity. Yeah. But what comes with that is also deeper friendships, which is amazing. But what also comes with that is that you get to see all the dirt. Yes. And then you are a part of that dirt. Yes. Which, I mean, in some ways we're called to go through that with our friends, right? But there's boundaries and lines. So for me, yeah. it's been like discerning, number one, how many people can I actually do this with? Yes. Like really. And learning to appreciate those like sort of ancillary friendships that are yes. just kind of like natural. Cause so example, one of my best friends in the world, we don't, we only live like five miles apart, but we just don't see each other that much. Cause she's working as kids and you know, it's just a thing. Yeah. So we went and like got a hotel room and just had a girl's night. And yeah, we literally awesome. were up till three in the morning talking and then woke up and kept talking more until we went home. And it was so fun, but it was like, I'm like, okay. like those are the kind of friendships I just think are so great that don't like, it doesn't require a lot of me in the day to day, but I know we pick up where we left off, but that's something that I've worked for for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. So I used to only want friendships like that, where it was like, I don't have to do the day to day work, but it's like, if you, if any of us like really need something like, you know, I'm there and it's sort of like that, but I've found a lot of value recently in my life, especially having young kids and like play dates and, you know, just, um, kind of the, we're entering elementary school next year. So we're sort of like coming out of the pre-K play dates and getting more into the, like, well, who are the people I see at ballet every week? And, and what do I do with that? You know, and kind of the, the more natural flow of friendships instead of trying to to go out of my way to make stuff happen. Yes. And I think, yeah, that's my tendency is to be like, well, this is kind of hard and you live across town, but you know what? I'm going to take a whole day and I'm going to come visit you. And it's just not realistic. It doesn't work. So, um, and maybe I can do that like once a year, but you can't, you can't, that can't be your only friendships. Right. So I've been learning a lot about, um, being okay with like less depth and learning how to just like, and it's not even like a small talk friendship. It's like sort of that middle one where it's like, not just acquaintances, but it's more than like your best buds yeah. like, in between. Um, I do think that stages of your kids lie. Oh, so, so for me first, like I do have longstanding friendships, but that's only because I've been married for almost 18 years. Yeah. So I would say a couple of my closest friends that I have right now, I've been friends with for like 15 years, which in the grand scheme of things is a long time, yeah. but it doesn't go way back. Yeah. But all of my close friends now I've gotten since I got married. Uh-huh. So I don't have the same, like these were my friends before I got married. Cause I got married in college. And I mean, I do, I do have people that I know from college and high school, but I don't have a relationship with those people yeah. anymore. So all the people that I are my best friends and my closest friends, and my dearest friends are all ones that I've gotten since I got married. And a lot of them I've gotten since I had kids. Mm-hmm. And so I think that does change what your relationships look like. Yeah. Well, it's good and yeah, bad. It is good and bad. Yeah. The hard thing for my friends, like there's three of us in this little crew and it's like, I think we sometimes have a hard time letting each other evolve because yeah, yeah, yeah. when you've known someone that long, it's just sort of yeah. like, well, this is how you are. Yeah. And um, so I think the benefit of making friends as an adult is like, you kind of get to yes. be your best self and nobody's questioning yeah. it, you know? Well, I don't know about that. But, changed a lot in years, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. But there, yeah. but there, it is different than the, the friend, than how I was in, you know, high school or college. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I and I have definitely learned um, to take advantage, if you will, not in a bad way, but in a good way of of those friendships that come along with having children, mm-hmm. um, and and seeing those as valuable mm-hmm. um, because this is what, and it will happen. You were just talking about your kids going to elementary school. Uh, older your kids get, 
the more your friendships kind of surround around their friendships. Yeah. Um, and you hang out with, which is a good thing because your families are doing life together. Mm-hmm. And as you, they help you raise your children. Like all of, most of my closest friends have kids the same age as mine and we do life together. And I can count on them yeah. to be a voice in my children's life. Um, like uh, there's, uh, there's the seven thing, people, the seven people thing. And like, yeah. I can, I can think of more than seven people. We're talking about, there's this author and we can't think of it. it may he writes for youth, youth ministry type of like teenagers, yeah. um, kind of ministry stuff. But he, um, I think he read, he was the founder of Young Life, I think. Mm. And his, his um, hypothesis is, is that every child needs seven other adults besides their parents speaking into their life. And I'll be honest with you, like, I'll say something to Mila, especially my 10 year old. It hasn't quite happened with my six year old yet, but with my almost 10 year old, I'll say something to her and it like, she's like, whatever mom. Mm -hmm. And then another adult that we're close to, um, that's a good friend of mine will say the exact same thing. And she's like, Oh yeah, you're right. And so (laughs) you want those people in your life that you're close to that your, your kids see almost as family, Mm -hmm. but are also willing to listen to who, you know, they agree with you yeah, and would say the same thing. I'm like, I have several friends. I can think of, you know, five to 10 that I would be fine with any of them parenting my children. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so important um, and not to be discounted as a valuable friendship um, for your family. Yeah. Well, I think it goes into like, there's different friendships for different things too. Yes. Yes. Like, those might be like good for your family as a whole, but then you have those friendships that are just like you and that person. And it's like a deeper level or a different level. Yeah. yeah. And then there's friends you go like have fun with. And it's just like, I'm lucky that most of mine fall into all of those buckets. That's nice. Um, And I'm really, really thankful, but it has been a long time coming for me. Like I have had a lot of life where my friendships were very compartmentalized. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like you're saying, there's definitely friendships for different things. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we have some friendships where we're friends with the couples and sometimes we're not. And Mm -hmm. I have to be okay with that. Like David has his guy friends that I'm not friends with their wives and vice versa. And for a while I felt like, oh, we had to have all the same friends. And it doesn't need to be that way. But I am very thankful that a lot of my friendships aren't compartmentalized anymore. Um, and I'm thankful for that. Well, I think too, it's like just a growing up maturity thing. Like knowing that if, if you don't click, like, cause my tendency is to be like, oh, I don't click with that person. Let me try harder and let me make them like me because I can't stand the awkwardness of like someone not liking me or not even not liking me, but just not choosing me or whatever. whatever. But I mean, my God, I've caused so much problem in my life from that. But if I would just be like, okay, like, well, I'm not like, do I even like that person? I mean, no, I don't want to. Cause I think there's this thing we can do as Christians where we think we're supposed to be nice to everyone. And we think we're supposed to be like friends or friendly to everyone. And then it just gets really difficult to pull back once you've kind of like, well, there's a difference between kindness and being kind and treating everybody as humans versus making everybody your best friend. Can we talk? Like, I think this is not just me though. Like, I think this is hard because I I will say that like, here's an example for me. Like um, an example for me is, is like, we live in a very tight knit community in our neighborhood. Um, And not everybody in our neighborhood is my best friend, but I care about everybody in our neighborhood. 
Yes. And I have the best, I have the best interest of heart in everybody in our neighborhood. And I would do a lot for a lot of people in my neighborhood that aren't my best friends. Yeah. That's different than really having depth in those relationships. So I don't need to be, be everything to everybody in my neighborhood. I have my group, but I also look beyond that group, you know, in kindness or as a good neighbor. And I don't shut myself off from those people, but there's different levels within that. Yeah. Neighborhood relationships. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's really tricky to like discern that sometimes. And it can be hard when you want different things or you have different capacities. For me, a lot of it's capacity. Like I just, like I, you know, some of my friends don't have like the obligations I do and it can just be really hard to, and then my, again, my tendency is to be like, well, let me bend over backwards and do everything for everyone. And then I'm like resentful and angry. And I'm like, well, (laughs) what is this? You know, like, why am I? Yeah. But, um, but I think everybody has to judge for themselves what their capacity is because I think different people have different capacities. Yeah. Different people are in different stages of their lives. Um, and, but I, I, I can't really speak to, you can speak more to, I can't speak to like, I don't have any, I don't have one friend that is single and not one, not even like ancillary friends, that are single, mm-hmm. like none. So, um, and then I pretty much don't have any friends that don't have kids. Um, and so, it I it, I can imagine that it's hard to keep up close friendships with people in different life stages than you. It can I, be. I, I mean, but there's also on the other side of that, like, I'm a little jealous. Like, and, and that's part of, like, at our church, we're starting to, instead of, like, small groups based on affinity, we're doing neighborhood groups. And there's single people and younger people and older people. And that's how we're, and we, and we help lead one of the groups. And I'm so thankful that we're starting to get more people in our group at different life stages. Because I think it's a important to have relationships with people that aren't in your same life stage it just is more work yeah I mean honestly most of my close single friends are amazing and very like in tune and just kind of I think the biggest gift is when instead of because I've had in the past I mean this isn't because they were single but like sometimes when you have people who are like annoyed by like well what do you mean you have to like stay home till seven to put your kids to bed or whatever and come meet me earlier and I just it's so nice when people give that um that acknowledgement and like don't make you feel like you're choosing and a lot of the people my single friends who have become close friends of mine it's because we have just a mutual understanding and I think that just that grace of being able to take a minute to look at someone's life and say like how can I fit in and help versus like and it goes back to like the balance of like friendships should do things for you, but we also should be, it's reciprocal. Like it's like an ebb and flow. And so, um, yeah, I think that being able to just see where the other person's coming from is such a gift. And a lot of, I mean, my, my best single friend is like auntie and she loves my kids and like, she reads books to them. And then it's about like, she comes for dinner. We all hang out. And then she reads them their bedtime stories. We tuck them in and then we all hang out as adults. And it's like my favorite. It's great. Yeah, it's amazing. That's but great like, have those relationships. Yeah. But it's, and it's great for her too. It's not like that's yeah. a reciprocal relationship yeah. for her because she has a family too. Yeah. And I think that's amazing. And um, one of the things I've, uh, speaking of reciprocity, like for a long time, I felt like friendships need to be equally yes. reciprocal. Yeah. Um, and that I have learned and matured in my relationships um, and have have learned from those relationships 
about seasons. Yeah. And there are some seasons where I'm going to give a lot mm-hmm. and they can't give much. Mm-hmm. But that also gives grace when it's vice versa. Yeah. And I don't have to feel guilt and shame when I feel like they're giving me a lot. Yeah. Um, and have and being okay with that. Now, granted, if it never switches, right. And you, after years, you're like, okay, there's been no reciprocity. Yeah. Then maybe you need to judge the actual like authenticity of that relationship. But like, I can look back on like when I first had Nathan, who's my second and um, he had a lot of health issues when he was first born. Plus Milo was three years old. It, I was in the throes, like we yeah. all are with young children. I was in the throes and David was traveling nonstop for work and he had a second job. So like yeah. I was doing it all on my own and it was just so heavy and so hard. And I had a couple of friendships, one that I can think of specifically that like, I know I took way more than I gave at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what I would have done without her. Um, but she stuck around uh-huh. thankfully and we're still really close. And now I feel like I'm in a place where I would drop anything for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were a loyalty was built there, mm-hmm. but I had to, I had to like release some of the guilt of like our friendship started with me being super needy, <laughs> um, but it developed into where now we need each other. And then I've had another relationship where it was always reciprocal. One of my best friends always reciprocal. Then she went through a really hard time and it was a couple years of me completely giving. Um, but then it flips. And mm-hmm. like, I think that if you, it's, it's hard to make those judgment calls. Of, yeah, like, it can be how much do I love this relationship? Because there are times where there isn't reciprocity and you have to be okay with that. Knowing that hopefully if the depth is really there and the authenticity is really there, that it's going to flip. Yeah. Um, And I think as you get older, life gets harder and you need more of those friends that you can count on to do that. Absolutely. I think I value the friends I can, the friends that don't require a lot of me in the day to day and that like kind of get it. Yeah. yeah. But are always there. Like those are the best yes. for me, I think. Yeah. But and I had to check, gut check my friends sometimes too. Am I, am I taking a lot and not giving a lot? Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. so like you, you tend towards giving a lot <laughs> and not taking a lot. I tend towards forgetting that I'm asking a lot, not emotionally, but just like, I tend to be like, I pour out everything that's going on and then like get off the phone (laughs) without being like, doesn't everyone kind of do that? I know. But like, I think that part of maturity is realizing, Hey, that friend, I went through this hard thing last week and that friend checked on me multiple times. Right. When was the last time I checked on her? Yeah. And like, and that doesn't mean there's guilt and shame. It doesn't mean that you have to like drop everything. But like, when you think of that person being like, you know what? I should check and see how they're doing about X. Yeah. Because they checked on me three times last week and it's not a tip or tap thing, but it's a, like, I love her and I should check on her because she checked on me, you know? And like, I have to, like, I have to tell myself to do that. I don't think everybody is like that. I think there are people that just naturally reach out really well. I do a thing, like, I don't know if this is helpful for anyone, but, like, if somebody's, like, on Tuesday, I have an ultrasound or whatever, I'll, like, write it in my planner because I know I'm going to forget. And it just means a lot when I tell someone, like, something has happened. Like, my dad just had a surgery recently, and it meant a a lot to me when someone, like, remembered that he was having that, you know? Um, And, you know, it's just— And And they didn't bring you a meal. No, it's just— They didn't take care of your kids, which are all great things, which I had friends have helped me do before. But then I've also had the—just a text of, hey, how you feeling? 
Right. You know, like those are super important. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, I think we, we've talked about this on another podcast. I can't remember which one, but like how. I think we were talking about Marissa about. Um, yes. Cancer. cancer. Yeah. And it's like, we always think we have to do the big thing and yes. then we just don't do anything. So we feel like it didn't matter. Yeah. But I mean, gosh, that just, it means a lot, you know, just those little things. So I, I, but I stink it. Like, I never know what day it is. Like, I don't know. Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't know. It's 20th, 21st. So I just write it in my planner and then I'm like, oh yeah, I need to text that person today. Yeah. And that's helpful. Yeah, I agree. So I think you do have to work at it. Yeah, I think so too. And I think we can't forget that we have the Holy Spirit guiding us all the time. I mean, there are so many times that like a personal pop into my head or just, you know, just random or I'll get an idea to like open a door for a person or just stupid stuff like that. But it, it adds up. And I think even just texting someone and saying like, Hey, I was praying today and you came to mind. Like I remember one time a friend, I was going through like a really dark season. Um, and a friend from church like wrote me a note and was like, Hey, I was thinking about you on like this date. And it was like the date I was having the worst day ever. And it just, it's still even now, like I I could cry thinking about it. And it's like, God is working and he's helping. And like our friendships are, yes, they're so important to him. And it's like, they just, um, there's a poem I really like about friendship and I won't read the whole thing, but one line that it's um, Khalil Gibran, who's like a Lebanese poet. He wrote the book, The Prophet, which I think is a pretty popular book of poetry, but um, he says, this talking about friendships. And he says, if he must know the ebb of your tide, let him know it's flood also. For what is your friend that you should seek him with hours to kill? Seek him always with hours to live. For it is his to fill your need, but not your emptiness. And in the sweetness of friendship, let there be laughter and sharing of pleasures. For in the dew of little things, the heart finds its morning and is refreshed. And I just love that line, like, for in the dew of little things, the heart is refreshed. Like, and just thinking about friendships as dew. It's like, it's almost like not even perceptible sometimes. Like, it's just like a little coating. And it it just really does add, like, I was thinking, this is so dumb, but I was thinking, you know, when you make a stew or like a soup and it's good, but you need that hit of acid at the end. Like if you're making like a chicken tortilla soup and you don't yes. add lime juice, you can totally tell the difference. Or like yes. if you're making a beef stew and you don't add like wine or lemon juice or something yeah. to just like, it's like, I feel like friends just, they enhance. They're like, they're like MSG, but in a good way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that's your new quote. <laughs> friendships are like MSG, but in a good way. Maybe I should put that on our Instagram. Um <laughs> I I love memes but yeah I just think like that's what they are for me and I think for so long I've tried to make them more than they need to be and I remember Chris um I promise I'm wrapping up Chris one time I was talking to him about I was disappointed in a friend and he said something like I think you want a sister Mm. I don't think you want a friend and I'm an only child if you couldn't tell and um I was like you know that's true so I had to learn like what what is reasonable to expect from yeah. a friendship too? Because I think I had, I, I did. I wanted a sister. I yeah. wanted like that diehard, like. I do that <clears throat> because I don't have sisters. I have brothers. Yeah. And I had lots of friends who had sisters and I was jealous of that. Yeah, me something. too. I'm still and jealous. You know, I have one or two friends that I, I have one friend that I would say is like a sister. Yeah. And it's okay to have that friend. And that relationship is truly like a sister. Yeah. But like all my friends, I can't expect that of all my friends. Yeah. And sometimes I can't expect that of any of my friends, but sometimes you get lucky and you do have a friend that's like a sister and that's not a cheesy Hallmark card, like truly, but that those are few and far between. And I like, 
like Chris address that with you. Yeah. Um, like, and he, he knows cause he's an only child too. So yeah. he understands the plight I'm sure. And that's hard. I, I don't understand that. I understand in a way that I want a sister, but I don't understand in the way of not having siblings. So, um, yeah, I think having reasonable expectations of your friendships yes. makes a big difference for sure. And not, and what I have to remember is not everything's always about me. Like mm-hmm. in that, like if somebody's going through something and they aren't reacting the way I think they should react yes. or they're not being the friend that I think they should be, I think I've done something when majority of the time it's, they have something else going on in their life. And, and it's not me. Hopefully we have a level with our friends where we can trust that if you had done something the person would come to you and not just like give you the cold shoulder and not tell you exactly like maybe that would have happened when we were like 24 but like hopefully now like we are our friendships are mature enough yeah so I have to be like you know what just having a hard day today oh I do that all the time yeah yeah like I mean I I always think it's my fault you know and it's like it's not yeah so that's a good point. I'm glad you yeah. said that. So yeah, we uh, we're definitely not experts on this, um, yeah. but we have I a couple people. I think I'm, I'm a really good friend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. No, I think we, I'm an no, average. This will be the first time we get any, any, <laughs> any anonymous emails from all of our actual real life friends. We're like, you suck. Just kidding. <laughs> but um, so we are going to have people on who can speak to this a little bit more yes. um, eloquently and maturely and yes. from a different place in life. So yeah. um, if you have questions, you would yes. like to ask a professional counselor about a friendship, like an, like an advice column where yes. you write in, send them our way fully woven at gmail.com. And we will ask on your yes. behalf, or you can like Instagram message us or we're, we're pretty available. Um, um, I'm excited about talking about, cause I, I think one of our guests, we're really going to get into more of like the, like Christian view on friendship. Yes. And then one of them, like you said, will most likely be coming from a counselor perspective. And I think this whole like knowing boundaries and knowing um, when to cross lines and when to let go and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Those are awesome questions for a counselor because I would like to know the answers to some for of those sure. questions. And then also to dig in more about like, what does God expect us to do in our friendships? Yeah. It's going to be good too. So for sure. So I'm excited think, about this yeah. series. Hopefully it'll brighten up your crappy February. February stay. Is February or January worse? January. I actually like February. You do? I think, um, I like February because I actually do like Valentine's Day, but not in a cheesy, like, Dave and I do a bunch of stuff away, but more like with the kids. Yeah. And then I also, we always have a week off in February and we always do fun trips. Ah. So I like February. January, I mean, Milo today was like, it's still January. And I'm like, yeah, we still have another week and a half of January. So to me, January, it's like after Christmas, blah. Yeah. February, I, you start to see the hints of spring a little bit. So I That's like February true. more. Well, then we're going to add more hints of spring. Yeah. We're going to add morning dew. <gasps> do you see how that just happened? <laughs> oh my gosh. We're so good. Okay. You guys have a good week. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye, friends. So till next week, we are on Instagram at Woven and Him. We are on Facebook and Patreon forward slash Woven and Him. You can also email us fullywoven at gmail.com. And I'm Rebecca Pete, like the coffee brand. And you can find me at RebeccaPete.com where you can also find all my social handles. Yep. And uh, I don't want to be found. So just find me on the Facebook for our uh, podcast and the Instagram, but not my personal. Bye. Bye. <laughs>